0: Hello, you're listening to Take Me Back to My Virtual Reality. It's time to Trooper Transform as we cross the reality barrier into the world of VR Troopers. I'm your host, Mark, and I'm joined by the other one who's also a host. Hi, I'm Rob, and this party sure packs a punch.
1: <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay. Uh, just this this episode was a little bit weird, uh, <laughs> and I, uh, so yeah... Um, just took me a while to kind of write some notes about it and yeah it's it's certainly a thing certainly an episode of vr troopers but uh, what, what's happened since i last recorded with you uh nothing really major um still feeling the effects of uh fewer or less easy ways to access subs for or fan subs for uh toey tokusats. um and yeah no word on whether or not there's going to be some kind of official thing anyway um and you know one that we'll be able to access outside of america so
0: yeah yeah there seems yeah. to be a lot of speculation and people sort of there's a lot of like hearsay and like oh you know there's like official things in the pipeline but i haven't i haven't seen anything like solid no. that confirms this anywhere it's just people are kind of just saying it
1: yeah the only thing related to it that i can see is that um i guess shout factory will be releasing Kamen Rider Z- uh, Zero One one mm. on Blu-ray and, I believe, streaming it as well. Um, and there's also a the bit of stuff on the Toei Tokusats YouTube channel, but uh, only you know, a few Kamen Rider stuff and not much. In fact, I don't think there's even any Zero One one on there, at least that we can access in, in the UK or outside of Japan or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of it for now. People keep having a go at one of, a Toei producer guy
0: and also some Toei guy which is ridiculous. Like, stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with people. They're just, like, just atting these people all the time. It's like, stop. You're just going to make things worse. Yeah, there's, there's no way it's going to make it better. Every, every way it's going
1: to make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But that's the state of uh, of subs. Although, like, you know, if you know where to look, you can still get even the same subs from some of the same subbers if you know where to look they're just being less public about it for yeah. you know good reason. so yeah um but that's it for now um <laughs> yeah there's no real update on that and i guess by the time you hear this there'll be lots more stuff going on but
0: that's kind of where we are that's where our heads are at uh yeah while hopefully we record this hopefully something will have um unfolded further by the time this episode comes out but i guess we'll have to wait and see
1: yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get the second half of season two of VR Troopers as well, because you uh, know, in, in you know, seventeen years time, we're going to be in problems otherwise, <laughs> so we're, we'll be in trouble. Uh, but no, but no, uh, we we're actually we're near the end of. I don't remember said it last week, but we're near the end of this first volume,
0: so we're halfway through season one nearly. Yeah, um, I um, I didn't even realise. I thought there was a lot more uh, episodes left than there actually is. No, this is what episode twenty three. I guess
1: fifty two for the first season. So yeah. yeah. My gosh. Right. And speaking of speaking of this episode, we're on episode twenty-three called Grimlord's Greatest Hits. Mm. And uh as I said last week, this is not a clip show. <laughs> uh luckily, uh, I'm not sure if there is one of VR Troopers. I think I said I was gonna look. I did not, but uh, I I don't think so. Uh anyway, this episode aired on the nineteenth of October nineteen ninety four, and that's five days after the previous episode which uh, I've already forgotten the name of oh, the the dojo plot and that's what yeah. it was called um since then in the news unfortunately uh Raul Julia who you may know as Gomez Adams oh, from yes. the 90s uh, Adams family films and uh M Bison from the 90s Street Fighter film uh a role I owe a lot to with my ridiculous uh cosplay jokey semi career <laughs> that I have um but yeah legendary Puerto Rican actor uh, and yeah, I think he's like 52 now something like that. he's in, in his mid 50s at mm. this time in 94 uh, and has been battling stomach cancer for about three years which is why he was on Street Fighter uh, his kids wanted him to do it so he kind of did it to kind of appease them as like one of his last roles ah. um, yeah that, that, that's the kind of story behind that there's more story with that film which is oh, man I really want to see I've I, I read all histories but I really want to see like a deep dive documentary on it because it's <laughs> There's some stories behind it. But anyway, um, yeah, so he's been battling stomach cancer for a th- few years. He just finished f- filming some film a couple of months ago. And uh, he has now been admitted to hospital. Uh, and I think today he's going to suffer a stroke. Um, and that is unfortunately what he'll pass away from uh, on the 24th of October. So uh, sad time for uh, for, for people and, and, you know, this kind of Hollywood uh, 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 uh you know, sad time for Hollywood community or whatever that this guy, is mm. unfortunately, about to go, and that's it, and
0: that's that's the end of Rosario. Uh, you know, uh, oh, great legacy.
1: Obviously, we still remember him. You know, twenty seven years later. So that yeah, that's cool.
0: I I didn't realize that was in nineteen ninety four. Like in my head, one of the um, Adams family films came out like in the late nineties, but I know that's that's obviously not true. It was, but it was a different cast. I think it was like early noughties
1: late nineties. Oh, whatever.
0: maybe that's maybe that's the one that I'm thinking of. Then yeah.
1: And the Street Fighter film I wanna say comes out the start of ninety five, like I think it's first of January nineteen ninety five. I could be wrong. That's about it's, right. Yeah, but it's around, you know, it's not long until it comes out. Yeah. Um so yeah. But uh so so that that's all the news we have for, so sorry for the downer, but uh yeah, anyway, um <laughs> episode directed by our good pal John Grant Whale. And it's written by two people. This uh, episode. Oh. A, a Gil Rosencrantz and Douglas Sloan. And that's an ampersand, not an A N D. Which means by WGA roles, uh, rules that they wrote it together. Although this is an non Union show, so who knows. This is the only credit for a Gil Rosencrantz. Um, so it could be an alias. Um, because when I put their name into Google, it came up with a result for. Uh, rosencrantz and, and guild something who are characters from shakespeare's hamlet so oh. um probably a reference to that uh if it's not that it could be like group credit for saban a bit like how uh sabora is used in like Toei tokusats productions mm. when like multiple execs kind of do stuff on the show um so yeah it could just be like a pseudonym for several people or whatever uh because i think there's like a well, by WJA rules, you're not supposed to have more than like two or three people writing on something. But again, non union show. So who knows? Who knows if they were going to pay attention to that? But, I, uh, I very much yeah. doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's it. That's it for uh, any background on this episode. So let us get into Grimlord's greatest hits. Countdown control. Four, three, two, one. Three.
0: So we open, as always, at the Korean Friendship Bell, and Ryan's dad and Ryan's dad's son are allegedly training to music, but it's definitely yeah. footage that we've seen before. So. Yes,
1: I picked up on that, and also some like nice long shots of the Korean Friendship Bell, you know, highlighting the Korean <laughs> written on it, um, And uh, but Ryan's voiceover is great because he's like, oh, you know, we always used to practice to music so we could have the same flow, and like you know ryan's dad's son is just like really <laughs> slow and not actually in sync with ryan's dad so <laughs> no. yeah uh but yes you're right i did notice there's all stock footage as we've seen before i think it's a bit early for them to be uh reusing this stock footage <laughs> uh i don't know if that's going to be something i mean i'm i think they've reused lots of stuff of ryan just kind of like walking around it at the end but if we're at the end of stock footage of <laughs> You know, flashback stuff, then I think we're in trouble for the next (laughs) half of the season.
0: (laughs) Especially, uh, yeah, if they start reusing like the more like niche ones where they're like doing calligraphy and stuff. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Ryan says
1: the immortal phrase uh, because he's talking about how music is great and everyone loves it and it's the universal language. Leave it to Grimlord to find (laughs) a darker, more cynical use for it. And it's like, uh,
0: cool. Uh, Because of course he would. yeah <laughs> um yeah i've written it down as a moral but it's not it's just he's talking about music and it just ties in yeah. with the episode but that's that's better than what they have done in recent yes. episodes like at least he's talking about something relevant and not like i don't know something something else Ooh, entirely. don't 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 trust people and then it's nothing about that uh, <laughs> even though they've had it seven times before uh so after that, we're off to the dojo, and the the lads are doing a demonstration with some bow staffs or yep. or something. And uh, there's some really sort of janky ADR with this <laughs> scene.
1: <laughs> yeah, like as JB and Ryan, you know, they're they're practicing with a staff, showing off to the other students, and uh, you hear uh, Brad like, "Oh yeah, we're doing this slowly so you can see," even though it's like just it's really obvious kind of uh, undercranked slow motion or
0: whatever so like, slow motion. like but you can also still hear them going here yeah, uh, and it's like <laughs> how, how are they talking at the same time ventriloquism <laughs> uh,
1: but the but you know they're just showing this to the students at the end of the uh, lesson they're not then going to have the students play around with stars <laughs> no. or whatever it's just like look how cool we are now fuck off <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't do this <laughs> uh, and so ryan is like oh hey good workout today guys see you next time blah 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 you know stuff you would never hear at a fucking karate dojo um and then uh jb catches up with a guy called brandon who seems to be wearing a, a beige belt um and uh carrying a big case which reminded me of that magician from the other episode um, <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> Uh, we learn later that it's a saxophone, which he always takes with him everywhere. So, uh, just in case he needs to, kind of, I guess, just break out the saxophone and do
0: a bit of a sax solo. I mean, you never know in the middle of the street. You see, before we were introduced to that character, they were talking about you know how you need rhythm to be a good martial artist, and then mm. like the guy was kind of sad, and I was like, maybe he doesn't have rhythm, and then I instantly went, what if this character has dyspraxia? <laughs> oh, that I would thought, be an interesting plot device. But yeah, then plot I thought, no, that would be way too in depth for an episode of VR Troopers. So it's probably something completely unrelated. And it was. It was. Yes. He was sad about getting into
1: music school. Oh, no, no. Not just any music school. Uh, a famous music school. Which one? Mm, you know, well, it's just a famous one. So, you know, you, you work it out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there are any famous music schools. But anyway. Um yeah, he he's sad because he's been accepted into it, but like he's on a scholarship to wherever he is now, but he can't actually afford to go to this quote unquote famous music school. Uh and I guess they're not gonna give him a scholarship, so uh yeah. yeah. Bad luck. Uh and then JP (laughs) JP's like, Oh, I know how he feels. When I was a kid, I really wanted to go to this science summer camp and uh you know, sorry, I really wanted to go to this science summer camp. And my parents wouldn't let me. I'm like, what, so you you think one summer at just a fun getaway place is like (laughs) going to your
0: dream thing for your career or whatever. Like, JB, come on. Come on, JB. (laughs) You can't really compare those two things. It's like, this kid's like, oh, no, I can't go to this music school because, you know, we don't have enough money. And then JB's like, I couldn't go to summer camp once. It's like, (laughs) all right, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Way to make it about
1: you, yeah. (laughs) Uh, but apparently this, uh, you know, this makes Caitlin remember, uh, a story she did in the, in the UV Daily about a town that raised money using a dance-a-thon. What did they raise money for? Who knows? How did they raise money with a dance-a-thon? That's too many questions. <laughs> just, just, just go with it, you know. Um, but also it made me realise that they, uh, were raising money last episode as well for the dojo. Yeah, that's
0: exactly what I thought. I was yeah. like, If I was a citizen of Crossworld City and I noticed that these three kids were constantly holding fundraisers, I'd start to get (laughs) a little bit suspicious. Yeah, are are they just taking all the money for themselves? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you had a fundraiser last week for this dojo, and now it's somehow related to the dojo again? Hmm. (laughs) Uh, and this week, at
1: least, we're having this dance-a-thon event in the dojo rather than the UV Daily, which gave me, like, a flash of Woody trying to be cool and, like, dancing like he's a raver. So I'm glad they didn't
0: go that route. <laughs> we're then off to uh off to, Grimlo- uh, off to Ziktor rather. Yep. Um, and he uh, has another one of his f- famous, uh, this thing, huh,
1: lines. Yeah. Dance-a-thon to raise money for a musical genius, huh? I'm
0: going to explain the plot, huh? <laughs> and then, uh, Zictor reveals that he's going to drop the hottest album of 1994.
1: <laughs> uh, well, something like, um... Uh, I think, I've, I think I've got to write it down. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, it's going to go straight to the top of the charts and blow their minds or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So, the forces of satanic power empower him, <laughs> and uh, he heads off to the virtual reality, um, <laughs> and uh, he's like, Colonel
0: Icebot, where is my CD? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, e- I felt like, uh, from this point, this episode just got ridiculous, because he's <laughs> asking Spot whether his CDs are ready, and then he yeah. goes on about how the music is going to change all the teenagers into mindless zombies, and then... Uh, He's but, like, but they won't be able to tell the difference <laughs> zing, <laughs> Kids, zing. <laughs> take that
1: teenagers <laughs> and he's like oh, yes because they'll then be all these teenage troopers will then be in a trance I'll be able to take over the world which you know <laughs> it is a normal thing I guess but whatever <laughs> so we go back to the dojo and the dance thon is in full swing and JB is tearing up the dance floor uh, and Brandon is like accompanying the music with a really boring sax <laughs> bit. <laughs> is. You know, it's you know, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I play video games, so you know, Mario Kart Eight's Dolphin Shoals has that uh, legendary sax riff, and yeah. uh, you know, doesn't even hold a candle to that, cranky. Um, but the song was pretty, pretty
0: era appropriate. Did you note down the lyrics for it? <laughs> I did. Um, yes, <laughs> the lyrics are as follows: Wake up! It's time to get busy. Wise up! Realise your reality, azaleas to zinnias, all you flora in between. I didn't get that bit. Why? Why, why what? the flower references? <laughs> time to get down, get funky, get nasty, get mean. Oh. <laughs> it's Getting time to get nasty. busy. Wake up, etc., etc. Wow. Yeah, the music in
1: this episode is wild uh <laughs> damn can't, yeah. can't believe vr troopers told me to get nasty <laughs> down and get nasty
0: get nasty yeah. with the
1: vr troopers <laughs> um yeah so that's a thing uh anyway jeb apparently hates this music so he's like wearing ear defenders which is a great visual <laughs> <laughs> i mean his eyes shine for some reason
0: and i couldn't figure out why <laughs> i call bullshit because he wrote the fucking doggy rap Good point. Yes. But no, he doesn't yeah. like the, I mean it's a plot point, but
1: Yes, yes.
0: We can we can get to that. Um But apparently Percival's
1: there with them and he's dressed in like that real cliche, Roxbury Guy style sport jacket <laughs> and a loud shirt and enough necklaces to put Mr T to shame. <laughs> um and he kind of saunters over to a couple of ladies that look like Grimlord's hot secretaries. Spoilers, it's because they are. <laughs> um and uh, he's like, oh, hey, don't I know you from Driver Z? Z?" Uh, and they just kind of look at each other, and he kind of notices he's bombing, so he switches tactics, and he's like, well, enough of the small talk. Want to go dance? And one of them does want to go dance with him. Um, and so she kind of, like, spins him
0: around on the fucking
1: floor to create a diversion <laughs> for her other dance partner.
0: And apparently... Percy being taken away to dance is enough of a distraction that the other one can go and crack open the jukebox and uh, put in Grimlord's CD. Um, <laughs> now, the thing is with Grimlord's CD is that <laughs> I thought it was just going to be a plain disc but yes. they went through the trouble of printing a label for it. Yeah. Um. But my main question is who designed the label? Uh, I think it was a uh, graphic design bot,
1: um, part of <laughs> Co- Colonel Lifebot's uh, new uh, department. Oh, well, you know, you, see, you know, they got to, if they're manufacturing all these CDs, <laughs> they have got to give it a label. You know, who's Rimlord? Don't know, but here is his greatest hits. Uh, you know, it's a bit like Abba launching with the greatest hits. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Font
0: bot, Font bot. Health graphic design bot, <laughs> apply the word art bot. Printer bot, print out the label. <laughs> Maybe that's
1: what DiscBot was. That later on, you know, it, <laughs> and it was repurposed to be a battle bot or whatever. Um, I thought it was funny that the hot secretaries—they uh, didn't say anything because I guess they were extras and you have to pay more to have. Yeah. Someone say a line, but they did give her ADR when she was putting in the CD, and which I thought was weird. <laughs> but uh, before they can start playing, JB and Brandon leave to get more food um so that i guess jp can't be (laughs) um brainwashed or whatever which had me thinking i mean like spoilers for the rest of this episode the plot is that um ryan and caitlin and all the people at the dance get kind of brainwashed by the music and they become weird zombies something about their brainwaves being on loop and because jb left i was like oh you know classic vr troopers they just have spielbanner footage for this episode so it's just going to be spielbanner on his own fighting nope nope not at all uh they get all the troopers free, and they all have a fight at the end. So, uh, yeah, bit of a double bluff there from VR troopers, subverting my expectations of how they write these scripts.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, the CDs put on... I thought it looked like a Meatloaf CD when I saw the label as well. It gave me <laughs> it gave me really strong Meatloaf vibes.
1: Um, Absolutely. So well, and you know it's, like, hypnotizing them, because as well as the music, um, it's, like, weird hypnotic swirls on the screen, and the secretaries transform to scugs and zap
0: away uh we cut to Grimlord and he's mad because jb was before, before
1: that oh let's come can, can come briefly only briefly only yeah. for like about 20, 10 seconds talk about the music that's played <laughs> the Grimlord's greatest <laughs> oh. hit music
0: oh yes let's
1: yes because it's not that bad i don't think so like i guess it was i don't know if that was supposed to be the <laughs> like the thing oh it's bad music but it just reminded me of like some kind of grungy mega drive or genesis like uh soundtrack you know, <laughs> like earthworm jim's first level or something should yeah. be like that you know
0: <laughs> yeah it was uh, like i don't i i was really worried that the Grimlord lord music was going to have lyrics and i wasn't i wasn't impressed. prepared for that so i i was kind of relieved with what we got they can't believe that the evil song is actually better than the doggy
1: rap that's, <laughs> that's impressive <laughs> hmm
0: but yes, Grimlord is mad. Yes, Grimlord is mad because uh because JB wasn't there with the music is playing. Um so, you know, that's that's what the ear defenders were for. Um Yeah. And then Grimlord is like, "Boy, huh? What if boy kidnapped?" <laughs> yeah, we'll use him as bait. Because uh, okay. They yes. just any anything is bait for Grimlord as if the uh VR troopers are vaguely affiliated with it, it can be bait. <laughs>
1: Uh, so we cut back to Ryan. Uh, Ryan, no, JB and Brandon, and uh, they've got some pizzas and some other stuff. We're in the real you know, walking, world again. Back like in an the actual real world, street. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And he's talking about, oh, you know, Brandon wants to go to music school so he can become a musician. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. And uh, JB is like, oh, you know, what kind of music do you want to play? Do you want to play jazz or rock and roll? Which is definitely two genres that's, a, uh, you know, a, a young man. In the ninety, in the early nineties, would uh, jump to <laughs> yes, jazz and rock and roll. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, and Brandon's like, oh, you know, as long as I get to play music, I don't really mind. And it's like, oh, okay, so you're just going to be like a a studio musician or something <laughs> like that. Um, but they hear some like uh, street musicians or buskers <laughs> or whatever on the street, the, the, and uh, they finish the and start musicians. walking away.
0: The street musician's music was so weird. When it started playing, I honestly didn't know what was happening. (laughs) What is this soundtrack? Like, you know, we've had weird music so far, but uh, this was a
1: bit weird. It doesn't matter to me as long as I'm playing my music. That's cool. Well, the the great thing was, like, so they're playing to a little crowd. They stop, the crowd disperses, they start walking down the alley. And Brandon's like, hey, let's go to them or something like that. (laughs) let's check them out and there's three of them there's three of them mark so guess what happens
0: they're not skugs are they
1: (gasps) it turns out that somehow the skugs have just been waiting for them (laughs) on the side of the street playing music well enough to get a crowd to form around (laughs) them uh and then the crowd dispersed just enough time for them to like reveal themselves as skugs still holding the guitar and trumpet
0: <laughs> that was, I loved that, that when when they changed to skugs yeah they were still holding the guitar and the trumpet and I thought when the camera cut away it would cut back and they wouldn't be holding them anymore but they continued to hold yep. them yep time for a bit of
1: skug scar um, <laughs> well actually what we do get is a new song which is like
0: really house style <laughs> oh my God, it was it was so weird the song yep. that played uh, uh, I started writing down the lyrics, and then I realised that was pointless. I think it's only like it's only like, oh, save the world, come on, I think.
1: It's yeah, like that's it. Lyrics. I thought it sounded <laughs> like it was going to be more, and then it just yeah. wasn't. Uh, so they start a little fight, and JB uses pizza's weapon, which is frankly <laughs> violence. So I'm very upset by him wasting the pizza as like some kind of throwing weapon. Oh, terrible. Terrible. <laughs> oh. I know it's California pizza but
0: come on it's still pizza. <laughs> um I I couldn't really pay attention to the fight because the song was really distracting. <laughs> I think it was okay.
1: Uh yeah, it was fine. Uh, a bit slow. I think JB used the guitar as a weapon at some point. Um and then he sort of picked up one of the scugs and chucked it at two others and they vaporized. Uh and there's there's this really funny shot where he's like going Brandon, Brandon and um like it's framed with the saxophone case there and brandon has just said prior to this like oh you know he doesn't go anywhere without it um but if you're looking carefully like behind the the case mm. like i guess it's supposed to be that uh jb walks into frame over the the kind of the the the, the top of the case the lid of the case yeah but because of the, the angles and stuff like that like you can clearly see michael uh just like kneeling or like crouching down then getting back up to kind of get into shot as as if he's kind of walking into into frame which is really dumb but <laughs> oh it's <my> great
0: <laughs> um oh yeah during this scene i don't know whether we actually mentioned it but uh brendan did get uh kidnapped
1: oh yeah, he got gets kidnapped by a scug, which is you know because now he's
0: bait i, I guess after all that, we go back to the dojo, and everybody's doing weird, slow zombie dances to Grimlord's music, <laughs> and JB is very confused.
1: Yeah, so he, he asks Jeb what's going on, <laughs> and Jeb's like, You're talking to me! Uh, in his Jeb voice, and he starts talking about people dancing like they're in guacamole again. Yeah, just,
0: why uh, why did he bring up guacamole again? <laughs>
1: Um, and he's like, oh, some babe changed the music, and that's when they started dancing. Oh, weird. Um, so, <laughs> so JB opens the jukebox and he says, and I quote, Grimlord's greatest hits? We've got to get them to the professor. And I, I loved the plural here. So he's like, oh, all these greatest hits. The <laughs> we've got hit
0: to <laughs> gather them up and take them all to the professor. <laughs> Even though we've only heard the one Mega Drive song, you know. <laughs> It's a really boastful title for an album because there does only appear to be one song. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So
1: uh, we have a shot of JB sort of like pushing Caitlin and Ryan into the triangle so they can get to the sci-fi bedroom. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) the professor asks him to put... The disc, and what the fuck does he call it again? The sublimable <laughs> disc reprogrammer, which you know, oh yeah, you know, I've got this uh, music player disc drive, I've got this game playing disc drive, and I've got this sublimable disc reprogrammer
0: drive. You know, <laughs> very specific drives for this, so, <laughs> for the sci-fi bedroom. So, uh, the professor he he asked J B to do that, but before JB's even put the disc in the professor, um. <laughs> Oh yeah, he 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 just knows what's going on. So it's like, what was the point in putting it in the disk drive if he just knows anyway? Uh, and then the professor says something about,
1: oh yes, we need to reverse the effects. So JB, I I, I think that was what's supposed to have happened was, uh you know, the professor says, oh let's reverse the effects. So JB thinks reverse. Oh, we should play the CD backwards to reverse the effects. Don't know if that was what they were thinking when they were writing the script, but that's kind of. That's where they went. That's kind of what I, I thought on the second viewing when I watched it. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's, it's time to get into something that I... So this, I delayed the recording just because I was making so many notes on this. Um, <laughs> which I didn't really need to make, but... Um, so, Satanic Panic. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you've probably heard about this. Um, you know, it's the kind of thing uh, in the 80s or whatever where... Um, people were like oh you know rock and roll music is bad for kids or you know Dungeons and Dragons is bad for kids or whatever so you know the uh origin of this uh is technically a 1980 book but like you know it's all sort of been going on for you know thousands of years mostly anti-semitic stuff um about Jews eating children Mm. or whatever um yay great you know um and uh you know that happened uh that's what happened And that was part of, like, Nazi rhetoric during, uh, you know, the the 40s. Uh, And Then after that, uh, the Red Scare and McCarthyism in the 1950s was a similar kind of moral panic about, you know, being very anti-communist but very pro-American. And, uh, you know, there were some organizations that kind of jumped up around that, which were also somehow anti-Semitic, which is where you get the thing about Walt Disney being anti-Semitic because he was like, he was part of a group that ended up being it, but uh, depending on who you believe and or read from, he either just didn't say anything about it, or he left after they started being anti-Semitic, so...
0: Yeah, uh, yeah I always sort of wondered where that came from.
1: Yeah. It's 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 a weird one, because, like, he was involved with that thing, mm. but it's kind of... Not that I've been able to find out, like, any real kind of stories about him doing it. And, like... The, the thing is with disney historians that's this is a tangent to the tangent The thing <laughs> is with disney historians is um they all worship walt so um they always say stuff to kind of really kind of try and launder his reputation i mean like in general in many ways he he did kind of cool stuff but he was like this horrific capitalist guy he was he loved capitalism and mm. stuff like that um but they always say stuff like oh you know he uh gave to jewish charity, so he can't like, be anti-semitic i'm like well, maybe, but I'm sure there's other stuff you're not saying. And uh, yeah, he did also like he was uh, uh, brought up in, on the House on Americans com- uh, House on American Committee, I believe it's called, right? HUAC, which was part of McCarthyism, and he kind of blamed people who started his uh, early 40s writers strike, artist strike. Mm. Uh, he, he said they were communists, and they got blacklisted from Hollywood for like the rest of their life. So, uh, oh wow, yeah. So that's kind of how bad it all was (laughs) was then in America for uh, that. And obviously, you know, that was all overblown. McCarthy was sort of like taken out of office or whatever. But there's lots of uh, anti-communist propaganda over the next 30 years that still really affects the way Americans think about socialism and communism to this day. But anyway, um, so this brings us to 1980 um, when a specific book was released called Michelle Remembers. Uh, Now this was like an autobiography that talks about uh links between satanic rituals and child abuse Mm. um and swept the english-speaking world and this is a time of the monoculture when you know we we had you know three or four channels on tv and everyone sort of did the same thing yeah now we have fifty thousand avenues of entertainment (laughs) so not everyone knows the same stuff um so this book swept kind of the english-speaking world like the americas and or at least north america england other countries um and due to some changes in laws and stuff, there were some more public uh trials around child abuse and incest and other stuff like that mm. um and these two kind of converged together so that the kind of uh the more reactionary media types and tabloids and prosecutors were sort of using this kind of Michelle Merembers stuff talking about satanic rituals to um you know, as part of the trial, um, and, and this is actually where the whole um, oh, you know, show me on the doll where they touched you came from from a specific prosecutor uh, who would then use it to kind of lead child witnesses into saying stuff about oh, you know, it was a ritual or whatever. And like, let's clarify: these trials were not frivolous; they weren't fake cases. These were probably real things that were then twisted by you know tabloids and prosecutors or whatever trying to you know get a win. Yeah. But uh, you know, since then you know white christian middle american mums uh, have worried that anything different or counterculture has been satanic so you know as i said before uh, music and Dungeons and dragons um uh, pokemon i believe was part of it <laughs> something <in> demons <laughs> um uh, you now music had kind of a, a, a big part of it because um they thought that the kind of the uh you know the imagery and the music was trying to get kids into become Satanists or right. whatever, or you know their their weird idea of Satanists, which aren't actually what you know Satan worshippers or the Church of Satan are like. You know their very kind of old anti Semitic <laughs> view of uh, Satan's, uh, Satanists. Um, and uh, this was kind of driven a bit by how the Beatles in the sixties had done some stuff with backwards music um on their records uh and there was like a whole conspiracy theory about paul is dead because of if you play a record backwards it said that which the simpsons did a great joke about with uh there being like an episode for a lentil soup <laughs> in a song <laughs> at the end of an episode um which no one actually discovered for like 20 years <laughs> even though it was there in plain sight anyway um so yeah so that so people thought that music was being subliminal and doing that to people. And also playing it backwards would give you stuff about worshipping Satan or whatever. Uh, which, and another thing, Little Nicky made a joke about that. And I think it was like, I don't know, like her Mamas and Papas song. Uh, which are like, you know, kind of uh, sing kind of happy nursery rhyme oh, style yeah. songs. Play that backwards, it's telling you to worship the devil or something <laughs> like that. I think that was the joke. It was great. Anyway, um, so, uh, you know, I feel like this kind of subliminal message stuff is loosely based on these kind of like moral satanic panic stuff although without any of the kind of satanism apart from i guess you know Grimlord's the bad guy doing it to them Hmm. but like no no like child abuse and child eating just like making them into zombies or whatever so a little bit different but i feel like that was the that was the thing that kind of uh uh, spurred it on so you think in you know 2021 perhaps we'd we'd be past that and of course you're definitely not thinking that because you'd know you'd be wrong (laughs) um because you know recently you know even around 94 um i think you know doom came out and that was part of it uh you know uh car captor sakura uh when it was uh dubbed uh, or released in america mm. there was like a either a burger king happy meal or something like that whatever the happy meal equivalent is in burger king giving away car captor cards and uh, because they were similar to tarot cards they're like oh they're summoning evil spirits with it because you know gotta be racist oh, towards people who use tarot and stuff yeah um wow yeah harry potter as well was a big one yeah. in uh, middle america and uh recently very recently like the last couple of months um lil Nas x's montero call me by my, by my name had oh. a scene in the uh <laughs> yes <laughs> in the music video yeah, He's giving satan a lap dance which is great and that was again <laughs> so panic. good
0: that music video and what made it better is that people hated it <laughs> yes it was great i loved it <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh and let's not forget if you're thinking oh Eating children, child abuse, that sounds familiar. Yes, because that sounds like Pizzagate, which is part of QAnon, um, which is where people believe that the Democrats eat children in secret basements of pizza restaurants. Um, So, yeah. So that's still going, and probably will do for the next 50 years or millennia, you know.
0: Honestly, I'd seen the phrase Pizzagate, but I didn't know what it was about, and I kind of didn't want to, and... (laughs) I'm sorry. He- hearing that description, I'm not at all surprised that that's what it is. <laughs> now, I could explain that
1: it's because they kept seeing um, stuff in Hillary's leaked emails about pizza being ordered, um, <laughs> and the fact that she shouldn't have had that like personal server full of her emails. So she's been actually been to trial for it. Mm. So they've decided that means PizzaGate is true. But I won't say anything about that. So um, yeah, okay, be left in suspense. <laughs> you, won't, you won't know anything about that. No. Anyway. So reversing the music works apparently. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't know where <laughs> my notes now. After, after all of that, that was that was a massive tangent. It was interesting I'm though, but very sorry. I felt like it was relevant though. So <laughs> yes, uh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, so yeah, they they play the the music backwards and uh, uh, Caitlin and Ryan. Uh, snap back out of it after they've had the VR visors on, which plays the music backwards to them. And for some reason, when the music was playing backwards, Caitlin kept going, "Wow, wow!" <laughs> and I, I, I don't know what that was about. That was very strange. I didn't even notice that amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, but, of course uh, the the so... dojo is not phrases yet. I don't. I was looking way ahead in my notes. Anyway, yeah. So, uh. They ask JB why the heck are they
1: in the sci-fi bedroom bedroom? And uh he's like catches them up, that there's evil CDs and stuff. <laughs> and um uh Professor apparently tracks the C D to the source, as you do. Um <laughs> and uh, in the process he finds that Brandon is there, being kept prisoner by small bits of rotoscope light on the
0: on, on the monitor. Um He's being kept prisoner in the C D factory. Yep. Yeah. Which Grimlord has. Yeah, uh which they
1: imply is in virtual reality, but later on apparently it's not. <laughs> yeah. Because they then get uh uh Vortex commanded to the to the virtual reality. But anyway, an alarm goes off and the troopers transform and go off to battle.
0: Uh Ryan's doing all the jet stuff this yeah. week, which you know I don't don't really care for. It's slightly more yep. exciting than the C D factory. Yeah, my 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 notes say Ryan goes off to fight Spielband
1: stock footage, which is basically, you know, same kind of stuff. Yeah. Tanks, airplanes, whatever. Uh General Ivar falls off a cliff. <laughs> In his um, little car. Yeah. And uh this is when JV and uh, Caitlin fight some scugs and Discbot, who
0: looks like a, a walking talking hi fi <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, they, they get to the C D factory and they're like, Oh no scugs and then Disbot's like, I'm here too Um <laughs> And they, they they have a little fight. Uh Caitlin goes off to find uh because the professor tells uh Caitlin that he's located um Brandon in the uh in the room of cardboard boxes and rotoscope yep. lighting. And, Very good prison, yeah. And um the professor says uh that he's going to send a deactivating sequence to Caitlin, who then just stands there. Does a karate? Pose. Yeah, doing doing a karate <laughs> pose for a while, and then the force field is gone. Yep. I also noticed that just does not seem to have her gun,
1: and I thought for a second, oh, maybe they didn't have their guns on the uh, American suits. But then I looked up to the uh, the VR troopers disc that I have, mm. and which clearly shows Caitlin with her gun. <laughs> so uh, oh, yeah, which was weird. But uh, yeah, uh, that was funny, and then. Uh, Grimlord learns that they're all in the factory. Says like, "Ha! Blow it up! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck your CDs!
0: (laughs) Fuck graphic design bot and Twitter bot! We're gonna blow up this factory!" I don't even want my own factory. I just (laughs) I don't care about my CDs. Just blow them all up. Whatever. Who cares? Um.
1: So. uh, But it's it's funny when he says that because um I think like JB's fighting Discbot. And uh, Ryan finds out from the outside that the self-destructor's been turned on. Oh, we need to evacuate. We need to get out of here. But it doesn't really matter because, like, <laughs> JB's, like, punched outside <laughs> by, by the robot. Um, so he's outside. And it's like, oh, cool. Uh, and so he's like, Uh, oh, this fight belongs in virtual reality and does his vortex command now.
0: That was, uh, it was surprisingly cohesive that he did that. I mean, even yeah. though they sort of. <laughs> suggested that they were already in virtual reality. It was like he didn't just yell the Vortex command. He was like no, we're going to go to virtual reality because that's where this fight should be happening. Yep. Presumably so we don't kill civilians even though there's nobody here because it's Grimlord's CD factory.
1: Yep. And then I can be shot at in the fight quarry and not worry about (laughs) doing backflips on two people. (laughs) Um, The fight is kind of funny between Dispot and JB because like Despite JB's efforts, he's just getting his ass completely handed to him. Like, discbot's like, uh, blocking his shots with the discs he has for hands, <laughs> but also he shoots the discs for hands, and they're, like, you know, spinning uh, destructo discs of death. Uh, he's also, like, blinding JB with sun <laughs> off the discs, reflecting his laser shots, <laughs> and so JB's like, fuck this, and just uses laser lance command and wins, <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool. Great. Uh, love this kind of you know, normally with Tokusats you get this kind of um, push and pull, a bit like wrestling, where yeah. uh, there's uh, you know something happens and that changes the flow of the battle and suddenly you win. But in the spillband footage, often or not, it's just like, no, fuck it, I'm
0: just going to use my finishing <laughs> move and that's it. I've had enough. I'm just going to fuck <laughs> yep. up the bad guy. Um, so yeah, he uh, laser lances the shit out of Discbot and then yep. uh, Discbot explodes and then just CDs and laser discs litter the floor. <laughs> yep which was probably a thing in Spilban but not here. <laughs> <laughs> so we just get a nice little shot of it raining discs. And uh and then we go back to Grimlord and he's mad
1: once again, but also once again there are no consequences. He says something like, "Oh, in- enjoy your uh short victory or whatever." He said, I don't know. He-, he 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 chews some words. Yeah. His eyes glow, clenches his fist. And then we go back to the dance of Actually, no, we don't go back to the dance-a-thon. We go back to J B finding Brandon in an alley with uh Caitlin. So
0: <laughs> Yes. J B runs around the corner, he's like, Oh, I've been I've been looking for you and uh Brandon's all like, Oh, well, you know, it's thanks to the VR trooper and then JB's like, Thanks, Trooper, and then Caitlin salutes and then she just really slowly walks off in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um and uh so JB is like, Oh, you know, whatever, here's your saxophone. Uh, And Bran's like, wow, that would have made music school hard. Uh, And they go back to the dance. uh, But luckily, before they can get there, Ryan and Caitlin play the CD backwards and it deprograms all the other dancers. Thank goodness. Um, Yep. And Jeb starts dancing and it's quite clear that, I guess, his owner or trainer (laughs) is just like playing around with his feet. (laughs) Poor dog. (laughs) Having to wear ear defenders and be... (laughs) Having his legs his flopped feet. around, yeah. <laughs> and then Brandon's standing next to the jukebox with arms crossed, as if he's about to drop the hottest rap album <laughs> of uh, 1994. <laughs> and he's like, "Attention, everyone! Attention! Hey, I now have enough money to go to music school! Yay!" And it's uh, and I'm just sitting there thinking, when, what, how did they, how did this danceathon make the money? Because, like, did, were they charging people to come and dance there? I just.
0: I didn't yeah understand. <laughs> i wondered that because i assumed he needed quite a lot of money as well so i was like what would they yeah. what were they paying for they're just <laughs> in the dojo dancing to a jukebox yeah and like and like a fake jukebox would just play cds anyway so uh, <laughs> yeah. i did i
1: did appreciate the little job they'd done to kind of make the jukebox look like it would play cds by just putting in like spare computer parts and like parts of an actual <laughs> cd player in there so i'll give them that i'll, I'll give the prop department that you know <laughs> Uh, not not the greeblies of like G.I. G. Joe guns like, <laughs> <laughs> no. like previously, but uh, yeah. Um, but uh, as as Brandon's announcing this, Percival's kind of sneering off in the corner, so Jeb kind of gives him a look and uh,
0: ties his shoelaces together. Um, And then Percy sort of, I, I don't know, he goes off to dance or just to walk off or something and then, because his shoelaces are tied together, he sort of falls and he Spins around on the table that's got the food and the punch on it, and then he falls down next to the table, and we get that sort of really crappy dog paw. Yeah, and it pushes... the actual fake dog paw, not not someone like trying to push push uh, a punch bowl with Jeb's real leg no. this time. <laughs> um, and I thought he was just gonna push the punch bowl off of the table and just have have it smash on Percy's head, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but that's cranky. but that's not that's not
1: what happened. Uh, he just no, he just. P- Paws it all over Percy, wasting all that good punch yeah. um, <laughs> Naughty Jeb <laughs> Naughty Jeb uh, And then Ryan is walking around the peace belt In a tight t-shirt Talking about how he likes music Or something, and that's the end
0: yeah, He, said, he <laughs> anyway, says something so. like uh, Like, oh I wish you could be here dad And then he says like, uh, and if I have anything to do about it You will be And I was just like, what are you, <laughs> you threatening your dad <laughs> <laughs> threat- are you all threatening the viewer through your narration,
1: your exposition, frankly, yeah. Uh, and that was the end of the episode, going off on a threat from Ryan himself. Uh, and the next episode is called "The Disappearance." No idea what it's about. I guess someone disappears,
0: uh, uh, presumably. Wonderful, be Jeb. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I would imagine so. Hmm. Hooray! I can't uh, wait. <laughs> So, yeah, what do you think of this episode um oh, it's an, it was like it was it wasn't great, but I mean, it was sort of no. weird enough that it was amusing anyway, like it was entertaining in that it was odd, and there was lots of yes, lots of music to keep me on my toes as well, and you know perfectly competent, you know, they got from A to B to c, yeah,
1: <laughs> um, you know no real like like last episode when they were just like saying. Things to move the plot along which didn't make sense in the conversation um <laughs> and uh and like no like i mean like, plot holes quote unquote whatever it's a kid show or whatever yeah um so yeah it, it, it worked i guess <laughs> so uh yeah and they even fooled us by making us think of how the episode was going to go with uh, just uh jb fighting people or whatever so uh that was good i guess but uh yeah so also no bad battle grid scenes which is
0: yes that's always, always good. a plus yeah yeah it was <laughs> and an no episode. doggy rap no never again please
1: yeah yeah it was a oh we can hear it again i'm sure
0: an acceptable episode
1: yes wonderful a solid six out of ten <laughs> not that we give scores no. in fact in fact bleep that score out mark on, on the final <laughs> one so that they don't know what i said okay um Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, not bad. Uh would I recommend it? No. Uh <laughs> would I recommend you watch any, any episode of VR Troopers, no. Uh but uh you know, that that's what we're doing, so you don't have to.
0: Um We're doing the hard work for you. Yep.
1: Yep. Uh my therapy pills are gonna be through the roof. <laughs> uh anyway, uh yeah, I think that's it. Let's let's not talk about this episode anymore. <laughs> no, let's uh not. I I hope Brandon has a great career in saxophony. Um and uh plays music that he wants to play or whatever. I don't know.
0: Whatever whatever that may be.
1: Yep. Hopefully he'll grow up to be the saxophonist for Mario Kart 8.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh so Mark, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bozo Robo, which is B O Z O R O B O. Um Yeah. But that, that's it. I'm you yeah whatever okay. I, I i had a sentence but it wasn't happening so just f- follow me i guess and whatever happens happens uh where can people Great. Find, where can people find you rob uh you can also find me on twitter and instagram
1: at robthez which is r o b t h e z uh where i talk about stuff like tok and uh, bad politics <laughs> and i do shit posts about getting uh, animal crossing amiibo cards in happy meal <laughs> pokemon packs uh that was a great that was a great tweet by the way and i got like five likes terrible 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 um <laughs> and uh yeah uh you could and on instagram i just post lots of food to be honest but uh also you know uh, i i do vtube rigging as well and uh you can catch my other work in the magpie which is the official Raspberry pie magazine for all your fun learning how to program and do cool stuff with a cool little computer Uh, You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at uh, MyVRPodcast, where we tweet all the ridiculous screenshots we (laughs) catch from uh, VR Troop, as well as any cool images and promo stuff we find. Um, You can also grab the podcast on all good downloadable services, like the iTunes and Spotify, and pretty much all of your aggregators that you're probably using. Uh, And uh, if you would like to give us a review, that'd be great. Five stars only, please, um, because that's what we deserve. These are the rules. Um, Um... So, please, adhere by them. And you know, if you don't, the
0: police that are right behind me, um,
1: (laughs) they're going to get you. No, no, they won't.
0: That was because someone just tried to give a one-star review, and they were like, no, we're not having that because it's five stars only. (laughs) Uh, Anyway,
1: so that's it for this episode. We'll see you next time. But remember, we all are VR.